It's not as if she were a, a maniac. A raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Wednesday Wine and Horror, and this has been a crazy fucking year, okay? Like, I'm over it. I think that we need to take a trip and a ride into the new year, okay? We gotta go into the new year. We gotta approach it fast, and I have to say, though, this ride, this is not the fucking Polar Express, okay? No, this is the terror train, and of course, I can't go alone on this journey, so I bought an extra ticket, and I want you to stay tuned as my passenger and I discuss the 1980 movie, uh, what do you think it is? Terror Train. So stay in those seats, hold on to that drink, and let's get ready to wine. All right, guys, so this is Heather. This is Wednesday Wine and Horror, and on this week's episode, because we're getting close to approaching, you know, the new year, we're about to get out of this fucking shit show that we call 2021, get into 2022. I thought we got to do something New Year's Eve themed, New Year's Eve theme. I said it. Okay. I fucked that up a little bit. Doesn't matter. But I wanted to have one of my favorite guests on to help me kind of review, talk shit about this movie. So you guys, I want you to give a big clap, and I want to hear it, for Scott Harding of You Run Podcast. Hey, Scott, what's up? Hello. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be back. I'm amazed you had me back after how pissed I got on the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so that episode was ridiculous because it's like, well, all it was was boobs. That's like, yeah. that's what I should have called the episode, titties. Yeah, tits and ass massacre. It's so ridiculous. But I think now this movie, of course, so you guys don't know me and, you know, know very much, but me and me and Scott, uh, we chit chat quite often on Instagram. And so we're trying to come up with a movie. And then um, this one was suggested. I think you actually suggested it, um, I believe. And yeah. so we're going to be discussing, talking. I'm going to be <laughs> laughing through 1980 terror train okay so i'm gonna say starring jamie lee curtis because other than one other person i knew no one no. i didn't i don't no. know who they are i don't no. know about you but no not not a single yeah. cast um I, I even went and had a look and there's none of them have done anything <laughs> since that's worth talking about either I mean, the only other person that we have in this film is David Copperfield, which is super insane um, because I haven't seen or heard anything about him in years and didn't know that he was even in a movie. But um, 
if you have any facts to talk about, you know, on him or say anything about him before we get started in the review. Yeah, I know that he, um, this is the only film he's done where he played a character where, so he's been in lots of films, but he's always oh. been David Copperfield. Um, but in this, he was just, it was just him. Or yeah. he, he, played, he played a character. Um, and I know he had lots of concerns about doing the magic so close up to camera because when he'd done this, he was fairly early in his career. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't want to fuck it up and get caught out and then his magic career be over. Um, so he spent months and months and months practicing to, to make sure he wasn't caught. Um, yeah. Apparently, all of the tricks were done in one take as well. Well, I mean, he is probably one of the most notable probably the most notable magician most people know who he is you don't really have to have known like I didn't know he did movies like I didn't know he was in any other movies at all like because I'm not into magic <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's cool if that's what you like but um so I was like what the fuck also you know he looks really old in this movie so I thought that was funny because I was like, wait a minute, this was 1980. I don't know what his age is now. I'm going to assume he's probably 60s. Yeah, may if not, maybe. If not, older. if not older than that, I think. But he looked a little advanced in age in this movie. <laughs> he he still looked younger than most of the college students, though. <laughs> don't get me don't get me started on that shit. That's the thing about these types of movies. Okay, even made back in 1980. And before we get started, I just have to rant about this for a second, is that they always, when they have a cast of teenagers, hardly ever do you have an actual teenager that plays that role. It is always someone that is probably 24, 25, hell, even 27, playing a 17-year-old. And yeah. I'm just like, I can't. And then I got super confused. So as we go through the, as we go through the movie, you might have to help correct me. Because I got really fucked up and confused on the names. Like, I tried to put the names for rel for relevance. And I was like, I don't know who's who. I am so confused. I don't know. No, the thing is, as soon as you step outside of Jamie Lee Curtis, David Copperfield, or the mm -hmm. conductor, everyone else is kind of, they're just fodder. They're, they're just there to be killed. There's no other point to them being in the movie. I know. And I just got confused with even their names in the actual film, right? Like in like their character names. I was like, who the fuck is the, who is he? The I don't one, know. The only one that stuck in my mind was Doc. And that's because he was a dick. <laughs> he was such a dick. So he was a dick and he was also a doctor. Apparently, like he, I think he makes that line or he says that line later on in the film. And he's like, I'm a doctor. I'm like, oh clever they call you doc yeah what the fuck ever i don't know okay so we're gonna get started on this because i feel like i have a lot of reading to do i have a lot of talking <laughs> to do and for a movie that i think you and i can both agree on it doesn't have a lot of substance it felt like i had to do more notes for this film than i do for other films and i don't know why I've, yeah, I, I think that's because you're probably the same as me when I took my notes. You're probably trying yeah. to fill in the gaps, the, mm -hmm. fill in the hour of the hour and a half movie that they just walk up and down a train. <laughs> I don't get it. But you know what, guys? It's OK. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk shit about this movie because it's not the most horrible movie I've seen, but it's definitely kind of a sleepy movie. It's kind of a sleeper in the sense of it's just not very exciting. 
And we'll get to that, but we're going to go ahead and start. All right. So as soon as the movie starts, we open up to a party scene uh, to ring in the new year because this is New Year's Eve and they're having this, I guess it's like a college party, like a fraternity. And I don't know about sorority, but I know that it's the fraternity guys. So, you know, these college kids are all hanging out. They really know how to throw down. But there is a group of college boys that seem to be eyeing Jamie Lee Curtis, and her name is Elena in the movie. So one of the college guys, Kenny, and it took me forever to remember that that was his name. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, I already had a suspicion because Kenny is like this nerdy, you can tell he's kind of dorky, kind of nerdy. And it's like, why is she giving him those eyes? Like, why is she kind of, it's almost like, you know, something bad is fixing to happen. So uh, Kenny goes into this house and basically it's, it's a trap, you know, Elena's in there and he starts to undress and Elena though, it looks like someone's in the bed, but Elena is actually hiding behind like these curtains and he's like done took all his clothes off. Okay. He's in his underwear and he grow, he goes to crawl in the bed and it's not fucking Elena. It's like this dead body. So we're going to stop there because I'm like, what kind of fucked up prank is this? Uh, in the build up, I thought it was some kind <laughs> of, I thought it was some kind of like frat initiation sex cult thing going on. And then that happened. I was like, the fuck? That was <laughs> so like that? gross. Of all the pranks to do, who does that? Who gets a dead body? So that's the thing. The way that they had the body kind of slumped forward, almost like, okay, Kenny obviously wasn't that bright because no. you could tell that like the, the, the talking's not coming from the bed. It's almost like the talking's coming from somewhere further away. And obviously it's it's Elena trying to trick him. Well, after he sees that it's a dead body, this part right here, I literally screamed. And and I mean, I don't not screamed in fear. I screamed in laughter because he's standing (laughs) on the bed and he gets like twisted around all this lacy kind of draping around the bed. And what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you twirling? (laughs) <laughs> I burst out laughing at this. He kind of I can't. gets on the bed, realizes it's a dead body, and then instead of jumping off of the bed and doing what a normal person does, yes. he stands up, puts his arms out as far stretched as he can, and spins in a circle to tie himself up in the, the drapes that are hanging over the bed. And I'm just looking at it going, what are you doing? It is the way he did it. It was so comedic because it kind of reminded me of you know, I know what you did last summer where Jennifer Love Hewitt's character is like, what are you waiting for? You know, (laughs) and then they spoof it in scary movie, of course. And I'm like, this skinty motherfucker is literally getting strangled by panties, by pantyhose. I thought he was going to die. I did too. And so in my notes, I was like, Kelsey, question mark. Um, I don't know what fuck's going on, but of course this was a really shitty prank. And at this point you see that Elena has some concern on her face. And I think she knows that it went too far. Like this was not, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, that's not even a fucking prank. That's like a cruel, mean joke. Yeah. But what's wrong with her to think that that was okay in the first place to go? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. And then, and then at the end go, Oh, maybe the dead body and 
and me pretending to be a dead body was a bit too much. What is wrong with that? See, I don't really know why she decided to go along with it because it was cruel in essence because it's like, well, you're tricking this guy into thinking that he might have a chance with you. Like he might actually get to get, you know, get laid or score with you. And it was like so fucking mean. And I'm not really like, I really don't like bullying. Well, I actually, I don't like bullying. So for me, I get it. Like these, these people were just doing a prank. Okay. They're going to wish they never did this prank though, because we're going to continue. All right. So from what I gather, I believe it has been three years later. And you see that you have the same, well, some of the same group of those college kids and they're getting ready to board a train and they're going to celebrate New Year's. Okay. Because I celebrate New Year's, New Year's on a train. I didn't know that was a thing. It's the worst place to celebrate New Year's. Why? (laughs) Have have you ever been on one? I've never been on a train. So I've been on a train, but not to go and have a party. You, you go on a train if you need to go somewhere that you can't drive or that's too far to can't. drive. I can't <laughs> because that whole scene, right? Everybody's so excited. Everybody's getting on the train. And I just LOL because this fucking scene was so 80s that it, it hurt me. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like I'm in the 80s right now. It was, it was just so goddamn ridiculous. That's what I'm going to call it because really it's just so goofy. But anyway, again, like I said, who has a fucking party on a train? Well, we see the conductor that he's talking to uh, the kids and he's, uh, well, wait a minute. So we see the conductor. He's talking to this lady, sorry, his lady friend. And I guess that must have been, I don't know if it was his wife or she was in a wheelchair. So I don't know. She never was in the movie again. I literally no. don't know who the fuck she was. Maybe she was like telling him, like, why are you doing this shit for these kids? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I got lost. I, I think she was like the, I don't know, like the base control for him. And it was it was a strain. And they have this kind of weird dance scene where she kind of wiggles herself backwards and forwards in the chair. It's, it's just, it's bizarre. I think it was just to fill time. I think so, too. That's the problem with this film. We're barely into it already. And you already know that it has a lot of white noise is what I call it. White noise. You're just like, all right, so we got the plot. We, we kind of know the basis. All you have to do is read the synopsis for this film and you've got it. You don't yeah. even have to watch it necessarily. But we did. So we're going to fucking talk about it because Heather <laughs> had to fucking watch this shit. We're going to talk about it. So um, the kids are starting to board the train and we get our first official kill scene. Um, We have homeboy. Now I put him homeboy because I don't fucking know their names at this point. He's wearing that mask. Now the mask. Do you know what the inspiration is with the mask with the mustache? Like I, Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's meant to be Groucho Marx. I think. Okay. I think. Do they say that in the film? I don't know if they say that in the film or maybe they do. I think they do, but I think that's what it's meant to be. Okay. Well, there is another one of their friends that's actually wearing this mask. Okay. So we know that the killer, I think, ends up taking that mask and using it, but this is not the killer. This is just some guy. And again, I don't know why they're wearing fucking masks. I mean, I get people wear masks for New Year's Eve, but you're supposed to wear those like really pretty decorative ones or whatever. Yeah, they had like all sorts. You had someone who was dressed up as the creature from the Black Lagoon. You had 
you, you had or it was literally like they raided the prop department and went, what costumes have we got and they went we got loads of shit from halloween though but that'll do budget. we'll take that <laughs> budget 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 they had no monties okay <laughs> so anyways obviously we get a first kill scene so this this guy that's wearing the mask he gets stabbed i think through the gut the back area um and i don't really know what he gets stabbed with but i do know that after he gets stabbed, he's put on the train tracks. And I'm not trying to laugh at this, but I laughed anyway, because I was like, that bitch is flattened. Like that train ran. I'm like, could we just make that the kill scene? Like, I don't. Uh, and it went over him really slowly as well. That was actually really well done. I liked that. Yeah, I mean, it's goofy. Like, I get that. But I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, he's gone. That's our first actual kill scene that we see. So then we have Elena and her girlfriend now it took me forever to remember her girlfriend's name but her girlfriend's name for context is mitchy mitchy uh, okay <laughs> I, I've, got, I've, got my, I've got her in my notes as slutty yeah she <laughs> she's in my notes as slutty <laughs> they're all hoes on this train like they were doing the the definition of a train was on a whole nother level for this like, train ride i was like Anyways, we'll talk about that because it's just so ridiculous. So, Mitchie, that's just that name is bothering me. Anyway, they're talking about how much they're going to miss one another after they graduate. So, apparently, they were freshmen in college whenever the incident happened, when they did the prank. Now, because it's three years later, I guess they're seniors in college. And it's like, I guess that Elena is moving off or some shit. I don't know. Well, as they're talking, you have someone wearing that mask and you can see because there's a shot of the person wearing the mask again and he's and he's just kind of watching them like you don't know whatever the, ma the mask is not scary I just thought it was silly I was just like I don't even get it so the party begins right that's our next scene the party begins David Copperfield peeks his head out as these college kids get their groove on and I like I had to stop it so I could do my notes. It's like <laughs> he's a magic man. That's all I can. Like I was just like, dude, I didn't know he was in this movie. Like uh, again, I, I so when yeah. I suggested this, I didn't tell you a lot about this movie mm -mm, either. Mm -mm. I just went, oh, Terror Train. That's a New Year's Eve movie, and I just left it at that. I know it's like you snuck attack me. You did a prank on me. I, I just thought it was so funny because I was like, I knew who that was. Like I recognized his face because I don't forget a face. And then so obviously he's there and these college kids are like partying. And not only are we getting a New Year's party on the train, we were, we're also getting a fucking magician. So this is like the craziest party that I've ever viewed. I've never been to a party on a train on new year's with a magician no nor vi the thing is they got a magician <laughs> but they also mm -hmm. put the world shittest band how bad was Stop that it. there's when, when... one scene <laughs> i'm gonna choke on my fucking wine like i'm serious there's one scene and i don't want to say it now because i'm gonna say it later because i have it in my notes i was screaming like i was like what the fuck is this band like <laughs> i don't know what's happening again you guys if you're going to celebrate new year's or when you celebrate new year's like go do your typical things go pop your fireworks if that's what you do i don't know like in the uk if i you know 
have fireworks, if that's something that you actually celebrate, um, we do. Yeah, we do too. And we drink and we just kind of like, Hey, bring in the new year, like at home with your family. Um, really don't have parties. Um, I don't have my boarding pass to get on the train, so I won't be attending one this year. Sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we can book, maybe we can book it for next year. <laughs> right? Be like, okay, all aboard, bitches. But <laughs> anyway, so this party's lit. And so we're moving along. And there's a group of guys who came up with that prank from three years earlier. So the, I think it was the three guys. I want to say it was Doc. Maybe it was two guys. I can't remember. Doc and Mo. Yeah. Mo Mo is Elena's love interest. And Doc is the actual kind of like the douchebag that basically got the dead body into the bed. And he had access to all that. So um, anyway, they're discussing. I think they're discussing the past events of like how the prank came about, why they did it. And, you know, Elena opens the door and she's really upset. Because the prank went too far. Again, they fucking ended up putting Kenny in a mental institution, which is something that you don't know right off the bat until you find out that like Elena lets them know, like you went too far with the prank and you fucking hospitalized this kid. Like you traumatized him. She really annoyed me though, because she was part of the prank and then she She becomes so self-righteous. She's like, I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. And she was one of the main fucking people who done it. She was the fucking coy, like the deploy or whatever. I don't even know the right word of the pawn, yeah. whatever. Okay, look, she's something. Heather's stupid today. It's whatever. Okay, I am stupid today. And my brains are fried. But anyway, I, you know, that's the whole point. I agree with you because I thought, how do you have the audacity to get so fucking mad at them Bitch, you were like tricking him into the bed, which caused him to do a ballerina dance. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna drape some shit um like around my bed and just see like and do that to my husband and see if I can like hang myself from I don't know if that'll work. So, you could try it. I don't know. Like we don't have a canopy bed though, because canopy beds are like 80s. Nobody yeah. has that shit. Or if you're a vampire, like. Nobody has that shit. But anyway, again, talking about Elena, like you said, she really doesn't. Okay. At first she kind of seems upset, but then she doesn't really seem that upset uh, because she goes right up to doc, you know, the main kind of douchebag, And she kind of blows this little party streamer, party streamer in his face while falling into some other guy's lap, which is Mo. That's her fucking, I don't know her boyfriend. I don't know who he was. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. He he was a, a guy in his mid-30s who was just perving over Jamie Lee Curtis. He had a receipting oh, hairline. Did you <laughs> notice that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> like, you're not in college, hunty. Like, you maybe teach at college, but you're not in college. Like, I don't know. And so that's my thing about her being self-righteous and being kind of a bitch in a way because it was like, oh, well, you wanted to say something, but then you're just like going off and, you know, hanging out, cuddling up with your boo. and She's kind of letting everybody know, like, hey, it's time to be happy. It's New Year's. But outside the door, while this is going on, there's trouble. It's the masked mystery man. And again, you don't get, I think what drove me crazy is you don't get a lot of clues to it. You just kind of see him. You just like, okay, well, they're talking in this one room. And then you just get like a glimpse of the guy wearing a mask. And it's like, 
Okay. Well, but we don't know who the fuck it is yet, but honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to spoil it and ruin the podcast, but Scott already knew. I already knew. I I never Uh, saw this movie. This was the first time viewing for me, by the way, never saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen it before, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie lives so, so deep into Wednesday Wine and Horror's wheelhouse. I'm amazed you've not seen this movie until now. <laughs> I haven't. And it was crazy because my mom, you know, she likes uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and she loves the Halloween franchise, of course. And so she I told her I was doing this movie and she said, oh, my God, I love this movie. And I was like, bitch, go wrap yourself up in some lace sheets you crazy <laughs> okay like I'm just like whatever but yeah first watch for me so after we see that there's a masked man we know that obviously that's the killer okay you if you've seen enough movies you know that's the killer well then we have the train conductors and they're chatting and then I got a little lost because they're just talking but I don't really recall what they were talking about and I don't know if you do mm-hmm. I don't they were kind of talking about nothing. nothing. Yeah, it was kind of, again, it was another filler scene. They were talking about the the guy who stokes the train was going, yeah, I'm going to be rich one day. And it was kind of like, I'm looking at it going, I don't care. I really don't care. I, yeah, I, I guy conductor though, the, 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 the main conductor. I yeah, like the him. older, older guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I didn't get his name because I just kept calling him like different names throughout my notes. I was just like, he's the conductor. I don't know who he is. I don't, I swear I never heard his name. And so I, whenever I'm doing the podcast or doing my notes, I typically go to IMDb because I like to try to make sure I have the names correct and do the character names so that when people listen, they can flow through with the, with the scenes and they're like, oh, okay, that's this character. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know what happened. And I wasn't even drinking when I watched it. Okay. No, so I don't know. I, I was drinking when I watched it and I, I've given up on trying to take names now. I just give them nicknames. Yeah. There you go. They, they've all got nicknames now. It's so much easier because I know who that is. <laughs> well, see you and I know. Yeah. They, that's kind of my style too. That's kind of what I do. Well now. Okay. So like I said, they were chatting, talking about nobody really cares. Well, Elena's sexy friend who is Mitchie. Uh, is now face to face with this masked man and you see a severed finger in a box so there's this little scene and I got kind of confused because I don't know was it like maybe it was the killer and do you remember there's like a little silver box this was the guy who got killed at the beginning so this was his little prank where he put Mm. his finger through a box and wiggled his finger there was cigarette there as well and he offered a joint and then his finger was I needed a joint for this movie. I don't even, I don't even smoke. I'll just be like, I don't know. I might need one to understand it, not understand it, but like to get why it was so complacent. (laughs) No, it's fine there. But anyway, well, she's leading him down the halls of the train and Mr. Funny. Okay. I called him Mr. Funny alligator guy because I didn't realize he was the creature from the black lagoon. I'm so stupid. I swear. I didn't know. I was like, what? Yeah. I, I, when, I, when I first saw him, I was like, why is he wearing that? And then I'll give him his due. That, that, and the, the yeah. He kept that on all the time. Mask and everything. Wasn't it plastic? Yeah. Like kind of plasticky rubbery. I don't know what yeah. it was. I thought it was an alligator, but like I'm from the South. Okay. I didn't know. We got alligators here. Okay. 
we don't have crocodiles, but we got alligators. And so I'm just like, oh, this fucking alligator. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so Scott knows his shit. It's the creature from the Black Lagoon. That's actually what it is. Well, so she's kind of like talking to him and she asked him if he wants a drink and or no, wait a minute. Yeah. He asked him if he wants a drink. Sorry, I got fucked up. And apparently, you know, this creature from the Black Lagoon, he has like the good stuff. So I don't know what that means. Like, I guess he's got like top shelf liquor yeah, under his I, costume. I <laughs> in his rubber costume. It's going to be a be warm. <laughs> about to die. Like I literally got, like I tried my best to keep up with each sequence so that as we go through it, we can actually discuss it correctly. And somehow, you know, it's like I started a sentence and then I don't know where it was going. <laughs> I got lost. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think that we all assume by now at this point, that this killer guy is, you know, he's the guy that they pranked a few years earlier because he ends up in the bathroom with Mr. You know, Alleg I'm gonna call him alligator man. He ends up in the bathroom with him. And so I'm assuming he kills him because you see blood, uh, but I don't, I don't know. Cause I didn't put it as an actual kill scene. Cause I wasn't sure if he killed him at that point. No, no the, the kills no. in this are all a bit, was that death? Was that not? There's lots of kills in this that I went, are they dead? Are they not dead? Like the, the first well, one on the platform. I wouldn't say they're not off screen. It's not, it's not. So you guys know, it's not that it's really off screen. It's just that you're not really sure. Like they just go directly into the scene and you don't really even have much buildup. You just are like, oh, okay. Well, there's blood. So did he injure him? But I, we're going to assume that he kills him. Okay. Because I really don't know. Well, next scene. We see that Elena is cuddled up with her man and all while they're partaking in the devil's lettuce. Bad kids, bad kids smoking that tweed. But I mean, it was 1980. Like, what else are you going to do? Okay. And so we have this douchey, you know, douchebag guy, which is Doc, who started this whole prank. He is, again, starting to upset Elena because, you know, this whole thing went too far. And Elena is kind of our, you know, Elena is kind of over this at this point. Okay. At this point, I think she's just like, you know what, whatever. But again, to go back to that, I don't understand how she can be so pissed off and upset. But yet you were literally one of the main culprits in this prank. Like you lured Kenny to his demise. Like you made him fucking insane, actually. Yes, she she would. I don't I would get it. She, she's probably more guilty because she could have stopped it by saying, mm -hmm. "No, I'm not doing that," and then that whole prank didn't happen. I just, yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. Maybe she didn't know it was going to go quite, or maybe she didn't know about the dead body. <sighs> I don't even know anymore. Okay, but we get back to the we get back to the train conductors, and at first I was like. Is somebody driving this train? Like I, did, I just was like, this train's going. Where are we going? Are we hitting it to eighty eight? Where the fuck are we going? Because I didn't realize somebody was driving it. I was like, oh, it's a <laughs> train that goes without you. Just push a button and you go. I was so confused, Scott. Like I literally was like, I don't really know what's happening. I'm nah. gonna be honest. I don't. I don't really know at this point. Well. Of course, that was my question. And then Elena and her boo thing are now watching this 80s Burt Wonderstone. That's 
Because I love Bart Wonderstone because I love Steve Carell. So sorry, I don't care. He's doing this coin trick and um, it's with a cigarette. So he basically, you know, like takes the cigarette. I guess he like makes it like come out of the quarter or something. Yeah. Pushes it free. Yeah, whatever. I've seen that done. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that's cool. Like, obviously you're like, what the fuck, you know? And the great Copperfield, uh, you know, he shows Elena that he can magically feel her hand with nuts i literally the reason why i said that is because i busted out laughing because they had a nut machine <laughs> of of course that's what you need for a new year's eve party no do you not, no do you, have, do you not have a nut machine at home for new year's <laughs> well i mean maybe not that way okay so I'm not trying to get R-rated, but like for real, I don't know. But I never had a nut machine like that physically gives you fucking cashews or pecans or what the fuck ever. What the fuck is that? That's not even a trick. What? Why is there? It's it's like those gumball machines. Yeah. You know where you get like or Skittles, M and M's, or gumballs. No, this bitch got party nuts, cashews, almonds. <laughs> I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Like, I just was like, this is so silly. Okay, whatever. Well, we get back to the conductors and they're just kind of hanging out. And again, I'm still pressed on who's driving the train because I never saw anybody driving it. And Elena and her man are talking about how she was used as a pawn for poor Kenny. And the conductor wants to show Mitch, what was it, Mitchie? Okay, yeah, I guess it was yeah. Mitchie. Yeah, that's whatever. It. Whatever her name was. You know, that he wants to show them a card trick. It's like her and I guess like somebody else she was with, her hottie, her boyfriend. I don't know. So he wants to show them a card trick. And I guess he's a magician as well. Like, there's so many magicians in this movie. It's a very magic train. <laughs> it's like magic train. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, so he like does this. Uh, I think he does like this little card trick and... Then the two of them start making out a little. And I think it is Mitchie. And, and of course, I got lost on my names again because I was trying to remember who made out with who. So, you guys, I'm sorry if I fucked it up. I don't care. That's actually, I don't care. Okay. Like, watch the movie. The, the thing is, even if you've got it wrong, I'm pretty sure Mitchie made out with all of the characters anyway. So She made out with everybody. Yeah. She was a hoe. Okay. Yeah. Well, as soon as they're making out, whatever, we get to see an actual magic show, okay? And the music playing in the background was like some 80s porn music. That's what it was. You know it was. You know it was. I, I love this scene. I sat there and laughed all the way through. I, okay. And, and there, okay. So there is a little, I don't want to say a sign, but there is a little, like, if you pay attention to his assistant, and you guys, you know, me, me and Scott are recording right now, but we're actually recording video, which the video will not be out, but I can look at him and make stupid faces and he knows what the fuck I'm talking about because <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Now, I looked at the assistant and I scratched my head a little bit. I said, hmm, that bitch don't look right. Did you spot it there? Yeah, but I kept thinking, no, wait a minute. Are they going to go that way? Like, are they, is it going to be that cliche? Like, is it going to be that easy? And then I just kind of put it out of my mind for a little bit. And, but the magic show was so ridiculous. I was like, I'm not paying for this. 
I loved the fact that all of these 35-year-old college kids were all sat on the floor with their legs crossed. Yeah. And when he finished, they all clapped like kindergarten kids, like, well done. I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so ridiculous because, again, you have the whole concept of a train, New Year's Eve party, and a magician. And I guess I get why they put the magician, because I think it was more of a distraction, to be honest with you. But it still was really silly. And at this, but, you know, after they get excited, they see the performance and everything. I kind of think that everybody got over it. And we get back to the conductor that knows the secrets to magic. Because the magician's assistant is now being levitated. And I was like, this bitch is like, this is the craft. This is the craft 1980. (laughs) Light as a feather, stiff as the board. Like, I did that show when I was a kid. That fucking shit didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. I, I never got off the ground. We did it because we like spooky shit. Well, I mean, like, you know, like that's what we did at sleepovers. Not what they did at Slumber Party Massacre, just so you know. Or Sorority House Massacre. Jesus, I don't even know at this point. I, I, I'm still not convinced. Sorority House Massacre has tainted my view of sleepovers forever. <laughs> you, you should definitely ask Lisa. Ask your wife and be like, hey, so when you were a girl... You know, like, did you do this kind of stuff? Because I'm just going to vouch for me and let you know that we didn't. And we played we played stupid games like that, right? Because everybody was like, oh, we want to see if we can levitate you. Well, apparently Copperfield can levitate. And at this point, that's happening. You know, the show is still on. This is the longest magic show ever. And Elena's man is about to have some options because apparently Doc lets him know that he still has him. So this was a whole like, okay, this scene where Doc is talking to Mo and he's basically like, oh, you still have me. I'm like, mm, what's yeah. going on? What's going uh, on? I done exactly the same. I was like, uh, really? Is it going that way? <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of scenes. I think there was one with Elena and Mitzi that also had me scratching my head. I was like, we about to go there? We yeah, about the, to go there. The, like there Taco Town? Lot, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of gay overtones in this movie, all over the place. Which is funny because one of my all-time favorite movies, other than you know, I like love Freddy Krueger, I love the franchise, but I really like a nightmare on Elm Street part two. Be like, I love it, right? That whole movie, even though it was not meant to, I don't think purposefully be so gay. You no. know, that's that's what you want to say the most gay innuendo ever. And then you find out that the lead character, you know, Mark Patton, he is in fact a homosexual. And so, which is totally awesome. It's totally cool. Like, I don't care. But anyways, you know, at this point I was like, um, why, why is Doc trying to get Mo? Yeah. And the thing is they have that but they never, ever, ever bring that back up again. It was like a, it's almost like they decided they were going to go that route mm-hmm. and then went, nah, let's not do that. But then just didn't cut it out. It's completely, it doesn't tie into anything else. No. It's such a throwaway scene. Well, anyways, again, like you said, it, it's, it is a throwaway scene. So at this point, Elena suspects that someone got left behind at the platform because I think they're talking to the conductor and I think that someone was missing. Whoever got killed the first kill scene the guy that got ran over by the train, 
I think his name was Eddie. I, I feel like that's yeah. right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Eddie's good enough for me. I'm happy with Ed, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, okay. Any, anyone who's watching, if we got the name wrong, it's the guy who got squished by the train. Exactly. That's who we're right. So I think that, like, I guess his like girlfriend or somebody is like, hey, he's missing. But the conductor is kind of like, no, because I guess they did sort of a like a roll call or so. I don't I don't really know how you conduct a train party. Uh, but apparently, like, I think he just disregards it, and so. We get to the next part where Doc lets these girls know that he's one. This is another part where I screamed. He is talking to these other two random girls and he lets them know that he's won an award for the best pap smear, pap smear of the year. I can't even say it. I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to refill my wine some. I, I Let me tell you something. I, I'm fine with that. Like if you're, if that's the kind of doctor, like men, there are men that do uh, gynecological stuff. That's fine. That whatever they, they, you know, deliver babies, all kinds of stuff. This motherfucker's stupid. You ain't going to win no fucking award for the best pap smear of the year. <laughs> what does that uh, even mean? Well, I do, the thing I loved about this scene is his, his mate, who I can't remember his name. He, I think it was Mo. Yeah, so Mo yeah, tries Mo. to like Mo then adds in facts of like yeah, and he was put in this journal because of it, and he really tries selling this as a as a good reason to get with Doc. But see, that's the thing. Like, I thought that Doc was kind of with Mitzi. Yeah. Okay, and then like Mo is supposed to be Elena's hoe. Yeah. And, and it's all like everybody's so horny on this train. Why are, can you not control your genitals? Like, come on stop it because i'm just like this is super gross and after he says that shit to these girls it's like that's not gonna flatter me but okay we get back to the party and they're groovy dancing okay their dancing was amazing and so doc and mitchie i think and i put i think because i wasn't i kept forgetting her name they are uh and it wasn't mitchie it's actually doc and mo they're talking to these girls and I think they take them to some place. I guess they were trying, like, I did not understand this part. So not to try to sound like I'm rambling and fucking up the podcast, but it was like, I don't really understand why they got the two girls. Like, what was their intent to take these two girls? Were they trying to screw them? Was yeah. it just like a... No, the, the, they were... I don't know. Yeah, they, don't were, know. they were definitely trying to screw them. Okay, so that's awesome for you, but like for them, obviously, but they fucking suck, okay? And <laughs> this is the thing. They they take the girls, whatever. One of Okay, so after that part, one of the bathrooms is locked and Mr. Train Man, the conductor, opens it up to find a dead gator guy. So this is where we do see that our guy that was dressed like, I keep saying alligator, I know that's not right. Um, he's got blood all over him and obviously we know that like he's dead but a big what the fuck because the conductor had no emotion he was just like oh open. let me close that door <laughs> uh, you dead you dead you died of my train bitch I just did I just I can't deal with the lack of emotion in movies and I, is that just a is that just an 80s thing, though? Is that just that that man was broken because he lived in the 80s? <laughs> Is that what it was? He opened the door and went, oh, I've seen worse shit than this and closed it again. 
Maybe because he was probably like 62 or something. I don't know. Maybe he was supposed to be younger. Maybe he was in college. I At this point, it doesn't matter. But it, I put the what the fuck because he sees that this guy's dead, but he fucking touches him. Dude, you don't touch the dead body because evidence, like your fucking fingerprints are all over this motherfucker, okay? I don't know why he touched him. Well, again, because this movie needs all the fillers it can get. We go right into a scene where Elena is now dancing with this fucking Uncle Sam character. That's what he's dressed up as. He's like the fat Uncle Sam, okay? And I'm like, um, it sounds like he's trying to kind of get her to come back to his room because he has a hot, like, where where the fuck is there room for a hot tub on the train? And am I losing my shit? Uh, I think- Help me. (laughs) <laughs> I think when you look at all the guys on this train, they were all just saying anything they could to get into any girl's pants. I've got a hot tub. I've got this. I, also, I've got a, a machine that dispenses nuts. Come with me. <laughs> well, let me tell you something about those nuts. That's the thing. You don't have to go to a machine to dis- but to dispense nuts. Just letting you know. And, and I'm not even a dude. But also the hot tub thing, like, I'm sorry. Even if I were a single woman, and I haven't been for a very long time, but if I were and some man approached me and he was like, oh, I have a hot tub, I'd be like, good for you. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, it's, it's just so ridiculous that I, like, I had to keep stopping in the movie and I was like, is this real life? (laughs) Like, is this actually happening? Like, is that all it takes to get Jamie Lee Curtis's panties off? So you're saying it takes more than a hot tub and a nut machine to, yes. to get you, to woo yes. you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I even told my husband, I'll, I'll tell this funny little joke, a little, little quick story real quick. So quick story real quick. I can't fucking talk. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, I don't know why sometimes I just can't fucking talk. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway, so I told him we were talking about my new job because, you know, I started in a new job and like it's super fucking boring and I hate it. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I should fucking married rich. I should have married an 87 year old that was on his deathbed. And then he was like, oh, that's really rude. I was like, I'm just saying. <laughs> Guess what? I wouldn't have had to do anything. I'd been like, oh, no. No, I can't touch you. You're going to die. But anyway, that, that's the type of humor that me and him have. And so um, after she's dancing with this fucking Uncle Sam and he's trying to get her to come back. Um, the thing is, Elena has her eyes on that magic man. OK, she's like, <laughs> like, make me into something. Right. Because you see that she looks over at David Copperfield and it's like, oh, OK, OK. And I'm like, well, he cute kind of. But he looked like 47, but he's still kind of cute. And so I was like, this is really funny because, again, it showed you she was not loyal to Mo. No, not at all. (laughs) But neither was he loyal to her. Nobody was loyal to anyone. It was basically just like a, like it was just like a fuck session or something. I don't even know what's going on. And um, Orgy train. (laughs) right it's literally the meaning of a train and I know you guys are not stupid okay we're not keeping it we don't we don't do pg on my podcast we do nr x 17 like we don't care okay it's nc 17 we don't care I just do whatever I want the whole point is is that all these people are horny 
and a train makes you horny and they all want to fuck each other. That's what I got out of the movie. And then after that happens, we go back to the train conductor and he lets this other conductor. So I guess it was like his partner know that there's a dead body in the bathroom. But with like, oh, it was like he was like, oh, there's a dead body back there. Just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, he came into it. I need a stiff drink. He's like, why? What's up? He's like, oh, nothing. I've, I've just found a dead body. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> dying. Well, his partner leaves, but he never gives him a strong drink. So he sits there and drinks a coffee. Don't get me started on the coffee. That's <laughs> fucking annoying. It annoys me towards the end and I'll get to that. But yeah, so he says it like it's no big deal. And I, I feel like they're going to go get help, but I don't know. And finally, I see that someone is driving the train. Thank God, because I was so worried. Also, someone died. So it's like, this is not just like, you You should feel some more compassion because there's like a dead body. You should report it. It wasn't an accident. Well, the, the conductor goes to the now empty room and his other conductor has to take a look at this dead body because it's like he told him. What did he say to him specifically? I think he said something like, if you're going to do, like, get used to the job, you have to see this. Like, are there yeah. lots of dead bodies on trains? Yeah. Is that what happens when you get on a train? They tell you on your ticket, you have to be okay with dead bodies. I didn't get <laughs> on that train. No. I'm done with this shit. Like, I ain't even playing with you. At this point, I was like, I hate the conductor. I hate everybody in this movie. And the only one that making me laugh was Uncle Sam, I guess, you know, kind of like Doc was kind of funny because he was a douchebag. But anyway, he makes his other conductor look at the dead body, but it's fucking moving. Okay, this is not the dead body that we saw previously. This is like just the person dressed up in the same costume, no blood. Yep. What the fuck? And it's moving. And he's just drunk. That's what we're going to say. Oh, he's just drunk. He's just drunk. And they they basically help him up. Yeah. But then Mitchie comes to the rescue and she kind of takes him. And this is where I'm like, I wish you guys could see my face. Like my, my eyes are bigger than the sun. Because at this point, I kept thinking, I wonder what Scott's thinking about this. Because this is literally <laughs> like, you found a dead body. He left it. He goes back to let the other conductor know that like, hey, there's a dead body. Okay, let you've got to now you have to look at it. Like, why the fuck do you need to look at it? Call the fucking popo, ho. Call them. Uh, they don't do the that. Thing is, what made this great is that when they open it again and all the blood's gone and it's now just a drunk person on the floor. Yes. The first conductor who found the body and saw all the blood went, oh, oh, yeah, maybe I saw it wrong. He was no like he didn't just go. No, that's not what I saw. He wasn't angry or confused. He's like, oh yeah, maybe I looked at it wrong. What? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. There's blood, bitch. I know blood. Blood is R E D red. The fuck? Oh my god. Okay, so basically at this point, because I can't, and I'm drinking Chardonnay wine. So let me just tell you about the Chardonnay. It's because. Our friend, Lady Crisis, Mary. Mary, I said your name for real on the podcast and I don't care. Come at me. Love you though. <laughs> he recommended that I try the Chardonnay, right? I've never really liked Chardonnay. This shit be getting you real fucked up. Oh, like, really? Oh, you be getting real fucked up. It's like 15% alcohol. 
So basically the rest of my evening is <laughs> night, night time. Heather will not be attending any train parties. So, okay. So we know that Mitzi now takes this guy with him and Doc and, and, and Doc and Mo are hanging with these two girls. And again, what the fuck? Because it jumps to the scene. They're hanging out with these two girls. And, you know, I was kind of like, is this the horny train? I don't know what's happening. Well, Elena's friend is trying to get some crocodile tears in her face. <laughs> like, because I feel like at this point, I don't think they really cared who they hooked up with. I no. think it was more like whoever is going to be ac accessible to me and whoever will come into my little, like, would you call it a bunk? Is that what it would be on a train? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's not really a, well, they do have rooms. I guess it's like a club car. I don't, I don't know, but I was dying because it was like, okay, she's trying to fuck around with this fucking crocodile and he's like rubbing her or something, but then it's not his hand. It's a fucking severed hand and it's like left on her chest, but cold hands lead to a warm heart. So she says, but does she not stop it? Does she not know? Like it's a, the hand like this, like this, like y'all, Scott can see me. I'm making, I'm doing stupid shit, but that's his hand. That? I, I laugh so much at that. The cold dead hand and he left it on her chest. She's like, oh, a cold hand means a warm heart. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I wanted to be out at the beginning, but I was like, no, <laughs> I no, I love Scott and I, I'm, he's my friend and I can't be like this. I'm not going to be salty because I review really shit movies too, obviously. It's kind of like my thing. I think I do my best performance when I do something really bad because there's so many open opportunities for me to make jokes. And if it's a really good movie, it's so hard to tear it apart. But at this point, you see that there's like the severed hand on her chest. And then I don't, I don't really know what happened after that. I just know that it jumps back to the party scene and the creepy magician is just staring and listening to Uncle Sam talk nonsense. So like, I guess David Copperfield is kind of listening to them talking. I just, I don't know. Elena he, he, should have just hooked up with him. Yeah, he was really creepy. Mm -hmm. though. I found him really creepy. He was unsettling to say the least because I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is not the magic man. Okay. Well, Elena ends up turning around and she gets like all googly eyes for this magician. Again, you kind of think that like she has the hots for him. And so I'm like, well, just go fucking talk to him. Like Jesus, you don't look, you done left Mo, you fucking uncle Sam, or you, he got a hot tub, but really it seems like she has some infatuation with this magician. And, you know, she does, I think she does go and talk to him at some point. But anyway, Doc ends up asking her if she's seen Mitchie. Because at this point, Doc comes back and he's like, hey, have you seen Mitchie? And no, nobody knows where the fuck she's at right now. Now, Mo, Elena's boyfriend, is off being a hoe, okay? Because this scene right here, I was like, I swear to God, you have this big boobed blonde. That is trying to seduce him. And I have to say something. I noticed that she was wearing fucking pants as like a, like as her top. Yeah. I don't, I don't, what, what, I don't, what, <laughs> I, like I'm stuttering. I don't even, was that supposed to be a costume? 
I think I think it was her costume. Yeah. Okay. Ask your wife if that's what she's going to dress up for for Halloween. Are you going to wear <laughs> fucking pants around your titties with well, a belt? I'll be disappointed if she doesn't do that for New Year's this year. <sighs> Surely that's the thing now. We're gonna have a fucking train party for all the way from the UK to the to, to the states. Like Jesus Christ is so stupid at this point because I'm like, okay, Mo is basically like she really wants Mo and she is trying to seduce him. And we kind of get our first nude scene. Actually, I think we get our only nude scene uh, because her pants her pants dress fall off. And I saw granny panties and I was like, <laughs> stop it. We yeah, waited it, that long to see your cone-shaped tits and your granny drawers. Thank yeah, you. It, it wasn't the same quality as Sorority House Massacre. I was, I was <laughs> they were not. Okay, so they didn't have the budget. They were not genetically enhanced. And like they had no type of plastic surgery, so it wouldn't work. Well, um, Copperfield, we go back to Copperfield. He has a new trick to show everyone. And it's just maze balls, And I'm like, okay, how many tricks do you have? And why is this magic show still going on? <laughs> I thought it was just like, oh, I'm going to stick a quarter up my ass and make it disappear. Okay, well, I can do that. But the magic show seems to kind of go along with the movie almost. Yeah. I can't. Scott, I'm, I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with it. Hmm. Thing is, at this point, they would have been on the train a good five hours. So that magic act has been going on for at least four hours, at least. But where were they going? Can you riddle me that, Batman? Because I don't know where they were going. Well, as far as I understood it, they were just going out and then coming back. But, okay, so wait a minute. I'm going to step out. Ready? And I came back. Yeah. Is that what they did? Okay. That's, yeah, basically. that's that's totally fine. I hope I didn't mess up the audio with that. But you know what? It's fine because I don't give a fuck anyway because I'd be like, I'd be messing up and shit. Like you listen to my podcast, I'd be like fucking shit up. And I'm like, I'm keeping it in because I don't care. So this is the thing. This train adventure is ridiculous, okay? Because at this point, again, the magic show is going on for 15 hours. We don't know what's happening. Well, the conductor finds a shoot. So the conductor's like walking down this little hallway. He finds a shoe. And then we see kill scene. We do see the dead Mitchie. (laughs) Her mouth is like, I don't know. I mean, again, though, he touches her dead body. This conductor is the stupidest fucking person ever. What, What is your rule? Do you touch a dead body? If you were out and about, or if you ever had the god i hope you never do but if you saw a dead body do you fucking touch it no no okay thank you definitely not it may maybe that's his thing every everyone on that train seems to have some yeah maybe 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 that's his kink (laughs) i don't like it but i'm just like you're so stupid you're tainting the evidence well again you know he does all that well we're startled by elena and he needs and he needs her to go with him. So it's like I think she comes up on him, yeah. but it's like, okay, <laughs> you're not just gonna fucking tell her that your fucking friend's dead. No, he just needs her to go with him. And then we get back to the scene of the fucking blonde, you know, blonde-haired bimbo who is insane. She's acting crazy. I think she's like even like tight, like in a straight jacket. I don't even what 
He had her tied up against the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, I'm not quite sure what he does. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, okay? Well, Mo is about to be no Mo with Elena because Elena, I think she's like knocking on the door. Obviously, he doesn't want to get caught, but you're fucking messy, so you're going to. Well, the conductor lets Elena know that Mitchie is dead. Elena does kind of freak out because she has, you know, she has found Mitchie's dead body. I think she also sees it or something, but the acting, okay, look, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I really do. And even though Halloween, and I always go back to Halloween because I think most people know her for that. It's not my absolute favorite franchise, but I have still seen all of them and I will still rewatch all of them, even the bad ones, even though I say I won't. Jamie Lee Curtis's acting for this movie was very over the top in comparison to everybody's. Would you agree? It's yeah, in this she too much. Full in so in this, how she is in the final scenes of Halloween, she's like that for the entire movie. Yes, in literally full throttle scream queen throughout. And she is a scream queen. Now, that's the thing, like props to her because her scream is epic. And even in H2O, when she does, she wakes up from that nightmare and she screams. Now, she's much older at this time, at, at this point with this movie. But that scream is something you recognize no matter what. Like, you know, that's like, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, she's awesome. But again, they picked a really good, I know she was like up and coming actress you know she wasn't like a big deal at this point really but you guys you put a fucking diamond in a shit field <laughs> like that's what you did and i see why people would watch it because it's like if you didn't have her in it i oh, feel like nobody would yeah. watch it really this movie wouldn't even be in conversation yeah. no exa I, I exactly would, i would never have seen this or suggested it had it not had jamie lee curtis in it how many times have you watched it? Lots. This, this oh, is this God is Jesus. this I'm is done with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a, an annual watch for me around this time of year. I think at this point you could just put it on and like go garden or go like cook dinner, like do whatever, <laughs> and like you still know what's happening. Yeah. Well, this is this is the first watch for me. But anyway, we get back to the magic show and we see that there's going to be a disappearing act. Okay, there he's gonna be. I guess he's finally tired of doing his other shit. So it's like, let's get to the big, like, I guess, like trick or whatever. But y'all, like, he back. Okay, he done come back. He he's good to go. And at this point, Elena is upset, and the conductor blames dope and alcohol for Mitchie's death. I don't. No, that's not why she got stabbed. <laughs> Like, if you smoke, if you smoke a J or have a glass of Chardonnay, you're not going to end up dead. No. That's, that's not why you're dead. I feel like the conductor, I don't know. I didn't really like his character, but anyways, he just was like, th there was just like no substance to his character. But, um, we go back, you know, after that, obviously he has no, he has no kind of like empathy for anything. It's just like, oh, this is what happened. But how is Mo dead? But like Mo dies and I don't even remember his death, but I think he's dead at this point. This is Elena's boyfriend. Yeah. Doesn't Mo get pushed off <laughs> the train? Maybe he does. I feel like a lot of people got pushed off the train. Yeah, there, there was a few. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So he does die. Sorry, you guys. I guess I missed that or either I was doing my notes and I didn't really pay attention to that, but he is dead. He's gone. Well, Doc is yelling over all of this clapping and screaming because at this point they're back in the magic show. Well, I think Doc is just like losing his shit and he's well wait a minute he's actually carrying mo down the hall and elena sees this so that's what happened he got hurt okay i know what happened i went blank so you see that mo is alive and then all of a sudden you have he has sort of this like i don't i don't want to say like wound or something on his neck and all of a sudden doc's talking to him and it's like this motherfucker's dead like he yeah. just how did he die he got french hickey I think that's what it was. <laughs> I don't know. The writing in this, for mm-hmm. especially for the kills, is really lazy. <laughs> is that they wrote it? They got to the point where they're like, uh, "This character needs to die. Uh, what should we do? We'll just write dead. They're dead." I know, but that's the thing because Mo was alive because they're sitting down while the magic show is going on, and Doc just looks over to him and he's like, "Hey." Hey, wake up. I'm I'm so sorry to laugh, but I was screaming. My daughter even was like, mom, what are you watching? I was like, bitch, don't watch this shit. That's what I'm watching. So we know that like, okay, obviously he gets killed. We don't even know how. And Doc is a doctor because he lets us know that this is the point where he lets us know like he's a doctor. And Elena lets Doc know that Mitchie is dead because I, you know, he was looking for her, but it was like, nobody could find her. Well, she's dead. So Doc tries to stop the train. And I think he pulls down the little, um, I guess it's yeah. to like, to let you stop. Yeah. Imagine well, stop. yes, but no dice because the train's not stopping at that point. And at, at this point, no one's driving it. There's nobody fucking driving this goddamn train right now. And the train is trying to stop, but it doesn't stop. Okay. So it's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Nobody's driving it. Is it trying to stop? It might be trying to stop. And the chicken. Okay. So while this is happening, so you guys know where I start really losing my shit. He pulls down the emergency stop kind of lever and the train is like shaking, everything's moving, but that motherfucking bitch in the background that was in the band, that bitch never stops playing her guitar. Thank you. <laughs> no. Pay attention to it. That was, look, this was the first watch for me. And I was like, that bitch was like, like going down. Like she did not care. She was like, this train's about to crash. I don't care. And I was like, <sighs> <laughs> rock and roll doesn't die tonight <laughs> the, the band <laughs> the band throughout was just awful every time it, the thing is if you look at yeah. any of them, they've got like no emotion on their face no and they're just they're playing and they're like staring into space <clears throat> i don't know if there was a lot of actual drugs on the set of this film but i would not be surprised well, you know what? You shouldn't be surprised because I know that like even in the original Halloween, they smoked a lot of pot. Yeah. And so they had to retake, scene, you know, redo scenes because it was like everybody was really fucking stoned <laughs> and they're la- like, I get that, but that's okay because that was like what? 79, I think when that first, yes. 78? 78. 78. 
I don't, I don't want somebody to come after my throat for getting it wrong. Oh yeah, you can't, <laughs> you, you, you can't get anything wrong with Halloween. Halloween fans are crazy. No, I love you all, but you're crazy. They are a tad crazy, and my mom is included in that group of Halloween fans. So we we do see that the train is kind of like it's not really stopping. The bitch is still holding on to her her guitar, whatever. So the train does finally stop, and everyone starts to get off. It's just like they all start to exit it. And they're look. this is so stupid. So they get everybody off the train and they're looking for this killer on the train. And they seem to be doing like outside of the train. Everybody's outside. It's freezing cold. That's another thing that I don't think that we mentioned that wherever they're at, I don't know the location because I don't even think they ever specified it. No, they don't. I don't think they do. It's fucking snowy as fuck there. Like it's, Quite clearly, it's cold, and they kind of are doing a roll call and to make sure everybody is safe. But you know, not everybody's safe because you already have people that are dead. And Elena is suspecting that Kenny is back to take revenge because I think she tells Doc, like, you remember that prank? Well, she went to visit him in the hospital after it happened, but see, that's never told, and you don't find out until then. It's like, oh, you went to visit him? Did you feel bad? Yeah. Because he hung himself with your pantyhose. <laughs> this that, is me. That, that seems epic. Uh, the helicopter scene. The audacity <laughs> of this bitch to be like, oh, I really cared. I went to see him in the mental institution. And apparently she also tells him, not apparently, she actually tells him that he, okay, so Kenny had killed someone prior. I don't know. I think she tells Doc that it was like an accident. Like it yeah. wasn't. What? Why y'all hanging out with Kenny though? <laughs> y'all know he ain't right. Like he, you can tell, like obviously something's off. And what ends up happening after she says all this, because she has her own conspiracy theory about what's going on. Doc just pulls Elena back on the train and then he fucking locks them up in a room. I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> this is my face. I'm going to put this fucking video up. I don't give a fuck. I probably am. Look, like, th- for real, though, like, why are you targeting just Elena? Like, it was actually Doc, Doc's fault for all of this happening. Because yeah. he was the one that got the dead body because he was a doctor. He was studying medicine. So he was able to get these cadavers. And he he's the one that did it. I mean, okay, she played a huge part. I don't know. Why are you taking her on the train? But he does. He locks him up in a room. And he's a fucking bitch, okay? Like, he literally is a bitch because he ends up not even wanting to help her anymore. It's yeah. like, I think he locks her out of the room at one point. Yeah, well, he went from kind of being the big hard man, play, played the big hard man all the way through. And then as soon as they got a, a sniff that he might be in danger, that was it. He just turned into sniveling child. Y'all want to know why? Because he a bitch. That's why. <laughs> because let me tell you something. If you're a real man, if you've got a real man, he ain't going to do you like that, okay? He's not going to do you like that. He's going to be like, I want you to be safe. I want you, like, I want to take care of you. You're a protector. That is men's stereotypical stance okay sorry that's the way it is well after they're in the room 
After he like basically throws her out of the fucking room and locks the door, he realizes that there are no, you know, there are hiding places in his room because I guess he's in like a club car. And so there's these like mini closets. See, again, I don't know. I've never been on a train. I'm just calling them mini closets. And he kind of starts to open each closet and nothing happens. But then he like, he starts freaking out and he grabs like a, I don't even know what he grabbed. Was it a, um, I don't know, Scott, like he grabbed something that held something. And I know you guys are probably like, what the fuck is she talking about? I don't know what he grabs. It's something. No, I, that, I don't oh, know. I can't, I can't remember. It, it was, it was something he picked up and I looked at him and went, well, that's not going to do fucking anything. Why did no, you pick that? I, I think it was like maybe to hold a hat or maybe to, I, yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It wasn't anything that is not my, wouldn't have been my weapon of choice. No, thank you. Like, just use your fistus or something. I don't know. But anyway, he does start to freak out. And he notices that, like, there's something under the bed. Or he sees something kind of, like, in his eyes view. Like, there's something going on under there. Well, he, at this point, I think he, like, starts, like, knocking all the shit off at the top of the closets. I don't really know what's happening. And he gets grabbed by a hand. Okay, his ankle gets grabbed by him, but they have painted nails. And I noticed that. I was like, oh, doll, this motherfucker, this shit getting real twisted. Then my theory as to what I said earlier about the assistant really clicked in my mind. I said, "Mm, bitch, I know what's happening. And that's the thing. You can't really surprise me. Jump scares. There were a few jump scares. We didn't really talk about those so far in the movie, but there, there were some sort of jump scares, but they weren't evolved in the way that they do jump scares now. No, they weren't. They were really basic, loud noise. Yes. Something, something springs on camera. They were really, really basic. It was very, very basic. And so obviously he gets grabbed. He think, I think he thinks it's a joke. But he'll see because he looks like he gets his actual throat slit. And okay, bye. We don't care. You're not going to beat the doctors of America. We don't care. Well, the magician's assistant is talking to Copperfield. So we go, we go back to the next scene and he's talking to, uh, or she's talking to Copperfield as he is inserting a knife back and forth into this box. Okay. So this is the thing. This is where they trick you and they ain't going to trick me. Okay. Cause they ain't. So you see Copperfield, he's like sliding the knife in and out, in and out. And you're like, Oh, it's him. It's him. Cause he's weird. There's a dead body in there. And you think, Oh, it has to be him because he's cr- like, something's wrong. Bitch. They tricked us. I'm going to sue this company. I don't even know who made this movie. I don't even know what production company made it. I have no idea who made you, this. You should know. I, I mean, know. I, I should know. <laughs> I really don't know. You've seen it several times. I've seen it once. Yeah, I've seen it lots of times, and I genuinely don't know who made it. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't matter because that is one of the most cliche things that they do to trick you into thinking, "Oh, it's the magician." Okay, it's not. Okay, I just told y'all it's not. Well, anyway, we go to Elena. She grabs the conductor to let him know that it's the magician because she sees the name Kenny Simpson, 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 something. Okay. So she's assuming that the magician is Kenny, who is responsible for all these killings. 
And they're also kind of looking for Doc. Well, yeah, he's gone. And they do find him. The conductor walks in. He finds him in like this overhead uh, compartment. He falls out on him again. <laughs> this conductor. There's another one. <laughs> he has no emotion. I don't think that he gave a shit about any of these dead bodies, okay? But as his body falls, you do see kind of a gnarly scene. And I said gnarly because I was like, oh, it's kind of gross and cool. You see his head roll out, like a severed head. And yeah. I was like, finally, we're getting into Heather's category. We're getting into Heather's like, this is what I like. I like gore. It, that makes me sound really fucked up, but I'm not. I promise. I just, I really like, like super creepy, gross stuff. And um, anyway, we see that happen. We know Doc is dead. And so the assistant asks, you know, the magician's assistant asks, what's wrong? And the conductor, while she's asking him, he's just like, oh, the coffee's ready. <laughs> I, I, I love that. It's so Stop sure. it. It's Do so you drink sure. coffee? Did we talk about this last time? No, I, I do. I do drink coffee. Coffee and energy drinks. Lots of them. You don't need energy drinks. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> what kind do you drink? Uh, Monster. Other energy brands are available. <laughs> I'm going to end this podcast right now. Scott, I'm going to need you to stop drinking Monsters because I'm going to tell you right now that you're going to die. Yeah, they I know they're bad. bad. They're they're incredibly bad i don't so have you ever had red bull do you know what that is yeah, I'm yeah sure i have the sh sugar-free ones okay so the sugar-free ones i will say this real quick they're not bad um i can only drink decaf coffee because i'm a biatch like i can't deal like it gives me anxiety and so i don't know how people can have coffee and energy drinks all day like my heart would explode my <laughs> caffeine caffeine intake is really high really high it's it, really bad i'm sorry i'm gonna pray for you later like <laughs> okay anyway we're gonna move on yeah okay because <laughs> <laughs> i'm stupid I, I you know how i am i start talking about random shit well all right so we know now that people are dead we don't really care at this point because uh, apparently the conductor doesn't care so we don't care well, Elena then grabs the conductor to let him know that, uh, again, I, I'm repeating what I said because I went on a tangent. She does think it's the magician who's responsible for all this. And they're, and they're also looking for Doc. Blah, 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 blah. They find him. Okay, I just went over all that. I just said that. My bad. I fucked that up. Look, coffee is ready. One of the trains, uh, it stalled. Okay, or what, what was it? One of the trains stalled takes Elena to a room where she can be safe. Oh, I know what it was. It's one of the train staff. I didn't yeah. get his name. Again, you guys, excuse me. Um, this has been a, this is a rough day for me. And on top of the fact that I'm drinking this fucking Chardonnay, I feel like Patrick Bateman. Like, <laughs> that's what I feel like. And so if I messed up, I don't really care. Like it's whatever. If you watch the movie, I promise you, we're going to add more entertainment into the movie and you're going to be like, oh, Heather repeated something. Well, I don't really give a shit because guess what? This fucking Chardonnay ain't fucking playing around. <laughs> this shit is strong and I don't know what I'm going to do after the fact. Well, again, you know, okay, so the train staff, this is just a random guy. 
And I don't know where the fuck he comes from. I don't, I say train staff because I'm not really sure what he does on the train. No. But he takes Elena to a room where she can be safe, quote, unquote. And um, it basically, the, the conductor's letting anyone know that, like, you can't get off the train. You can't get off the train. Like, he won't let anybody off of the train because it's basically like, if you, you know, I don't know why. Because I'm like, let him off the train. Why the fuck are y'all on the train with this fucking killer? Like they got off the train. But they knew that this like supposed psycho was still on the train, but they still get right back on it. I think it was because it was cold. I don't care. Have uh, you ever seen the, the the movie Alive? Yes. Okay, yeah, right. The ski they had the, the plane uh crash yeah. or whatever. The motherfucker survived, they ate ass. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat ass and you'll be fine look it wasn't that cold there that's the thing i just i kept getting so back and forth and so i really do apologize you guys for any mishaps that i had um scott knows you know like it's been a rough day it's been a rough like weekend actually and i'm trying my best to get this out and i want you guys to enjoy listening uh this movie makes you a little crazy when you watch it because you're just not really sure what the fuck's going on uh, at how this many point, times did you shout at the tv when you watched it um, nine million nine hundred eighty-six thousand times. <laughs> One of those movies that makes me shout a lot, even after it's, watching lots of times. Well, this is the thing. It's just so goofy, and it is very predictable. And I'll be honest with you, because we're getting close to the end of it now. So, I knew at the very beginning, and I don't know if it's because you know us as. as you know, we watch a lot of horror movies. I was like, I know this motherfucker. I know what's going to happen. Now, they try to trick you up in this movie, you guys. They try to make you think it's this person. Then they try. But the whole time, like, I was like, bitch, I knew. And I didn't want to spoil it. And I'm not going to spoil it yet. But I want to because that's how I am. But anyways, we're going to keep continuing so we have this like mr train staff i don't know know who he was he's supposed to be watching elena he's supposed to be keeping her safe but we have a kill scene because he all of a sudden you see him he has a sword through his chest it's off-screen <laughs> kill i look i'm drinking my wine <laughs> it's an off-screen kill but it's an off-screen kill while someone else is in the room that's what makes it so wonderful. I can't help that. <laughs> I can, Look, this is the thing. I don't even know why he was relevant because it's like, why even kill somebody so minuscule in the film? It's almost like, I don't really see the point of it because it wasn't like either they needed to find people to kill to make the movie relevant, to like keep it going. And it was like, you just killed this like random person that's been in the movie all for seven minutes, maybe why and then we don't actually see his kill scene we just know that he dies well the conductor is now searching for the magician because everybody thinks it's a magician okay well you get shadows because you do see a scene where you get shadows of someone walking with it looks like an axe and then you see a masked man come into elena's room and he kind of takes a whack so at this point all right so she's seeing shadows. You kind of see like a guy or or man, whatever, a figure. We're not going to say a woman because bitch, it ain't a woman that did it. You see this like shadow shit. 
Next thing you know, this other mask person, and doesn't he have like the old person mask on? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't even know where he got that mask from, but he comes into Elena's room. He takes a whack, but you guys, Elena is the actual ultimate prankster because she tricks him. So as he goes to stab what he thinks is Elena under the covers, it's not. Wasn't it like a um a babe, not a baby doll, but like I don't know what it was. A doll. Yeah, it was a blow, blow up doll. <laughs> Where'd they Isn't get a it? that that's what you take on a New Year's Eve party, obviously. If their mouth is open, then some people take those. I've seen them. But anyways, that's a whole different... We're not getting into that. <laughs> that's a different show. That's a different show. <laughs> but so, I mean, obviously she's pretty smart because she does prank him. And, um, you know, she comes... Uh, she tricks him and everything. She comes out of the closet and Elena takes a sword and then, like, stabs him kind of through the back. And... But that doesn't kill him because you guys already know the rules to horror films. It doesn't kill him. He comes back and he starts chasing after Elena because it's like, you're not going to kill this person this easy. Well, she is trapped in this fucking room with this killer. And I say this room because there, I don't know what part of the train it was, but I know that they're sort of uh, trapped in this room and there's like some, what was it, bars or yeah fencing. Was, i don't yeah, know it was like a little lockbox area within a room that she hides in yeah so she's she's trapped in there with him and he does get to her he starts to strangle her and she's smart this is the final girl this bitch ain't no she's the final girl so she bites his hand uh but he's still determined to kill her and then she sprays him in the face with and i don't know if you knew what this was what does she spray him in the face with uh, it's like that? some sort of cleaning spray. That was in a big thing. I I was like, what the fuck is she spraying him with? Yeah, I I think it's like a, I, I, I think it's like WD forty mm. or something like that. Well, she got the creeps out of him then because she sprays <laughs> him right, and she is able to get out, but he can still get to her because this is the thing. She goes into a separate room and it has like the sort of like, I don't want to say fencing because that's not right, but like there's holes where you can easily stick an object into them. You can get to them. And um, at, at this point, it's like, well, you know that she's going to get like, she's going to get get because it's like, dude, you're not safe. You're not safe at all. Like she's he can stick. He has some kind of tool with him. What the fuck does he have? What the fuck was it? It was some big ass fucking tool. Like a crowbar. I, that was not a crowbar I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that thing was like five foot two, just like me. Well, obviously, it's like he's trying to stab her through the little holes and everything. And Elena yells out. Uh, to, she yells out the name Kenny because she knows. Again, our main girl is smart and she yells out the name Kenny and she stabs him in the face with this like sharp, sharp object. But it ends up being one of those little office things that you like put notes on that has like the really sharp point. Yeah. And so she she stabs him and the two. But at this point, after that happens, they're battling it out. And at this point, I thought, OK, well, they're battling, they're fighting. And then I thought he went off the train. I'm like, oh, oh, she fucking got him, dude. She fucking got him. 
Um, that's not really true yet. You know, it's not true. I thought he died. Like I was like, okay, he's gone. Okay. And I was going to say, this is why she's the final girl because you know, but wait, he's not dead yet because you see a bloody hand holding on to like this railing outside of the train. Yeah. Uh, also again, nobody wants coffee because if that conductor didn't ask for coffee one time, he asked you if you wanted coffee five times. I don't, I don't want coffee. <laughs> I do. There I are, <laughs> you want coffee, but there's like <laughs> fucking murders happening. Like calm the fuck down. This is not, this is not the time to have your fucking cup of Joe right now. Okay. Well, Elena and our, okay. So we have Elena after this point, I think they put her in another room. She's resting and Elena in this like, chick that i think you see her earlier in the movie and she looks like she's dressed up as cleopatra yeah i don't i don't know what her name was well they're in a room but she ends up leaving the other girl ends up leaving and elena is just resting but behind her you see there's a window and it's fucking kenny i know it's fucking kenny y'all ain't gonna fucking trick me i know so the whole time you're like, what the hell's happening? He didn't die. He's like, he held on. Somehow he was able to, to hold on and not die. Well, Elena gets up and sees Uncle Sam. And she joins the rest of the group. This is the point where I start to be like, okay, I do enjoy the last few minutes of the movie. But at this point, it's so messy. It's yeah. so messy and it makes hard, it makes it hard to actually do the podcast for it because it's like, well, you're jumping from scene to scene. And so I'm not really sure what's going on, but I do know that like uncle Sam is still alive and he helps her whatever. And so as the, as the train is approaching lights, you see that the two conductors are like, oh, we see a light. We're safe. Elena starts looking outside. Well, <laughs> She's basically outside at the time. I think she like walks out the back and I don't know why she does this. And, but she closes the door and starts to look through the magician's stuff. Nosy bitch. Don't look through his stuff. Okay. But behind her, a door opens and we see kill scene, a dead magician. So again, I feel like I'm just, this feels very like, I'm just rambling because this movie towards the end, you see so many different parts happening. Like, where do you know? It's so hard to break it apart. Does that make sense? Yeah. In the end, you get, I don't know, probably 30 scenes that are less than a minute long. No, exactly. And so and it's it like, jumps. okay, it jumps way too much for my liking. And so obviously, you know, now it's not the magician, you guys. It's not like he didn't fucking do it. He's dead. Well, Elena, you know, she goes to the conductor who she thinks is the conductor, but it's fucking Kenny. Spoiler alert. Look, I'm going to ask you, did you know upon your first time seeing this, not because you've seen it several times, did you catch on to that little bullshit assistant part? No. Or, okay. The first yeah, time I didn't spot it. First time I thought it was the magician. I wish y'all could see my face right now. Like, <laughs> I was literally like, mm -mm, that bitch looked like a dude. That bitch looked like a dude. 
I know drag queens. Okay. I know the gay community very well. Let me tell you something. That was a dude. That was a dude. And it does get revealed because Kenny is not. Okay. He is Kenny. He was the fucking magician's assistant. They done a good job with the makeup as well. They did. No, they did. Very I good. give you that. I give you that. He was dressed in drag. That's what I called it because, I mean, he was basically. And he tells Elena, though, after he takes all the shit off, he tells Elena that she is not changed because Elena's basically pleading with him. Like, I think she's just like, I'm going to trick him. Like, I want him to not kill me. And um, Kenny asked Elena to kiss him, and they do kiss. I don't know. Why do they kiss? Was that, was that, did you like, I didn't like it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Well, when he's like, kiss me, I was like, surely she's going to stab him or, or something. But no, she just go, goes for it. Okay, but if you think about it this way, so I'm going to do some smart facts real quick. If you think about it from a woman's perspective, if you were in a situation with a man where your life felt threatened, and if, and God forbid that anything like this ever happened to anyone, but if you were in a situation where you could potentially be sexually assaulted, and the guy was like, kiss me, your instinct is going to be, I'm going to play along. I'm going to play along with this bullshit. Did she want to kiss him? The fuck she didn't. But you do it because it's going to save your life. But so she does kiss him, delicious. <laughs> and, but he has this like total fucking freak out. Like he Dancing starts, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fall out of my fucking chair. Like he's like, ah! Ah! like, I, mean, I think he saw, I don't know. <laughs> he does the arms out helicopter thing again as well that he does in the very beginning. I cannot with him. Like, Kenny, your ass should have stayed at the hospital. Like, you need to go home somewhere. Okay, well, obviously he's freaking out because he's having this, like, PTSD moment. And the conductor knocks him off of the fucking train. So the conductor's the actual fucking hero in this movie. Like, the whole time. Because he, like, ends up knocking him off. And I think he, like, throws him into, like, a lake or a river. I mean, yeah, he's so frozen. So he falls down. It looks like he's going to land in the water, but he hits the big slab of ice and it makes a really big thud. And I thought that. Yes. Okay. So that is a really good kill. And, but on my podcast, we don't really do like your favorite kill, but that is an actual real, no, that one actually made sense because it was like the conductor was like, bam, bitch went down. He knocked him out. And guess what you guys. Okay. So you're probably like, Oh, what else happens? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Finn, we're done. We fucking dead. Like, let me tell you something. I look, Scott. You know we friends. We friends. We be podcasting together. Any like I like my brother, man. I'm telling you. But this movie was this is the thing. I watch. I've watched worse movies though. To be honest with you, like I have another one to watch, and we're not going to talk about it yet because it's going to be a little secret. But it's going to be real bad. And I watch bad movies. That's kind of like my thing. I, I get into it. I like it. I think what made this bad is that he was just too all over the place. And you have this really great actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. And then you have all these no names. Yeah. Why? What? I, I do, like, 
like like you, I looked them up on IMDb and I was like, I don't know these motherfucker. I don't know who the fuck they are at all. No, David and the crazy thing is she filmed this back to back with Prom Night. So she filmed this and Prom Night literally almost rolled from one straight into the other. And Prom right. Night is infinitely better than this. Uh, well, yeah, it's way better. That's <laughs> what I was actually about to ask you. I was like, do you actually like Prom Night? Yeah, I do. Okay, have you seen Prom Night 2? Hello, Mary Lou? No. Oh, my God. I got to teach you things. I got to teach you things. Okay, so Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. It's not an actual sequel <laughs> to the original Prom Night. <sighs> I covered it on my podcast. I think at the very beginning of me starting up my podcast, it's fucking ridiculous. It doesn't... It, watch it and I'll see if I can like find it or I don't know if it's on YouTube or like I own it on VHS and I have a lot of VHSs so it's kind of weird and I'm not going to tell you how many I have but it's in thousands too we're not going to talk about that because that's not what the podcast is about you guys yeah. it's you know anyways so overall this movie I don't know that I can recommend it I would say like maybe watch it for nostalgia like it has Jamie Lee Curtis back when she had a fringe. Is that what you guys call it? Fringe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking basically, I'm basically English, just so you got I'm British, whatever. I could live in the UK and everybody would be totally fine with that. They'd be like, oh, you know. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd buy that. Except for my <laughs> accent. Yeah, except for your accent. <laughs> you'd have to, like, you'd have to not talk. <laughs> that's all I fucking do, Scott, is talk. <laughs> So that's not going to work. I'd be like, hey, y'all. They'd be like, oh, she exotic. I'd be like, yes, I am. But as we finish this out, we're going to go to probably your favorite part of the podcast. And kind of my favorite part of the podcast is the what did we learn section. So Scott, please let everybody know what did we learn? Uh, I've got a few for this one. Uh, okay. First thing we learn is don't play nasty pranks on people because it will come back and bite you in the ass. Fuck yeah. Um, what else have I got? I've got uh, if booking a train excursion, book a decent band. That band was so shit. <laughs> the the deaths. I, I I could tolerate people dying on the train as long as the band was at least half decent. Um, and my final one is sex on a train is just as dangerous as sex in a camp in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to snort. I had to hold that <laughs> snort back. Like, I have to hold it back because, like, I'm not, like, I'm not your cover girl, okay? I'm your typical, like, I snort when I laugh. Those are great lessons. You guys, like, seriously, love them. So my lessons are, number one, Instead of snakes on a plane, it's no tricks on a train. Uh, Don't play tricks on a train, okay? Don't do that fucking shit. In fact, the, what are we like? Like, why are we on a train anyway? Okay. Number two, train parties really get those engines turning because apparently December is the month for being horny. Like, I, I don't know what the holidays does to people, but apparently it gets your tree up and. <laughs> Something else goes up along with it. Okay, uh, th th that's fact. I've got, I've got 
a couple of my children are born, or well, all of my children are born around the same time of year. And you can work that back. That's around Christmas, <laughs> New Year time. Well, see, my, my youngest son is December 20th. Yeah. So his birthday's coming up. He was actually due on Christmas Day. But oh, okay. I had to I had to have him December 20th. And so then my stepson's birthday is December 3rd. So people like to get freaky. They're like, we're going to have a holiday baby. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying. But number three, I had three lessons. Don't fuck with a geeky kid. If you do, let me tell y'all something. Y'all need to be nice to people. This is my PSA. Everybody's different. And we all come from different backgrounds. And we all have different opinions. But y'all need to be nice to people. I don't like anybody. I get that. Like, it's hard for me to like people. But even if I don't like you, I treat you with respect and I can be civil. So that's kind of my PSA for that. I always do a PSA because it's important to know, don't bully people. Don't treat people like garbage. Now, some people deserve to be treated like garbage, but we ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that because you know why? Because that ain't my, that ain't Heather style. Like, you know what? If they look, Jesus going to take care of it. <laughs> that was my southern etiquette coming out in butter because <laughs> it's better for jesus to do it because jesus won't end up in handcuffs well jesus got crucified and bullshit but anyway we ain't we, we, hey look i ain't never been arrested like that so we ain't gonna get into that but i'm gonna tell you one thing don't bully people don't treat people like garbage um that's the PSA for the movie. That's the PSA for your life. So now we're going to go into my wine review. And um, I'm going to give my wine. This shit real strong, y'all. Mary, uh, Mary, I know you're going to listen to this shit. Chardonnay. I'm going to give this a four Patrick Batemans out of five. And the reason why is because, well, American Psycho. Um, anybody that knows me knows I'm a little bit obsessed with American Psycho. I'm a little bit obsessed with Bruce Campbell. Also, uh, Patrick Bateman comes in right under him. I just, I don't know what my issue is with like these men. So, okay. So what is your drink review? Uh, my drink review. So I've actually been, I've been mixing beers tonight. So I've been drinking a Corona drinking Carlsberg. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> both of which are regular visits for me and I'm happy with both of them <laughs> you know what's funny is that you're drinking beer you primarily drink beer correct yeah beer or whiskey okay beer whiskey so you're either you're either like I'm gonna take it slow I'm gonna go hardcore yeah there's no in between no there's so no so corona is one of the it's funny that you say that and probably because I'm part Mexican Corona is one of the only beers that I can actually tolerate. Like one of the few beers, I say only, one of the few beers that I actually don't mind having when it's really hot outside. I like a really nice ice cold Corona with a lime yeah. put in it and a little salt. Love it. Love it. Okay. But I'm not drinking one now because I'm drinking fucking Chardonnay. <laughs> like am I 64? I don't know. You're so classy. I'm so classy. Oh, Scott said I'm classy. You're class. Anyways, I'm classy. I'm not classy, you guys. That's not how you say it. Say it again one more time. Classy. Okay, thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes us to our movie review. And Scott, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, I'm nervous to score this now. <laughs> no, no, don't. It, it, like, it is what it is. I don't care. Uh, uh, this gets a three out of five orgy trains. Are you trying to kill me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like sitting here like, do I take a drink? I don't know what's happening. You know what? Look, you're a sweetheart because you were nicer than me. I actually gave this two choo-choo trains out of five. <laughs> two. Okay. So look, I the movie was not bad. I think what it was for me is that I'm seeing Jamie Lee Curtis and I'm thinking oh my God, we're going to get something like the original Halloween. Now I have to say, I, it, like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween, like the franchise. I'm not a huge fan. I don't dislike it necessarily, but there's certain parts I don't like. But Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, performance in the first one is just astounding. It's great. Yeah. But then Prom Night, it's like, it's good. It is good. It's decent. It's, it's not as good as Halloween. But then I see this movie and I'm thinking, okay, so they have this up and coming actress, like, dude, her fucking mom, psycho, like, you can't, like, your, your fucking pedestal is way up here, like, you have to be good. And I have to say, out of all the Jamie Lee Curtis movies that I've seen, and this is even including Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> I said what I said, okay? I think that like her performance, like this might be my least favorite movie with her in it because I just, okay. She is a good actor. She's phenomenal. But for the, for this movie, I was just like, okay, are we on the fence of being passive aggressive? Are we on the fence of like actually caring about this character that you kind of fucking ruined his life? Or are you really, or, but you want to get with David Copperfield? Like, I think it was just all over the place for me. And that kind of makes it hard for me to take her serious in this role. But other than that, like, it is a funny watch. I would recommend it. So I don't know if you recommend it, but I, I would say watch it at least once. Yeah, I, I would say it's something you need to watch. It's, it's one of those films that you're either going to really, really enjoy and you'll yeah. keep visiting it, or you're going to watch it and go, I'm never watching that again. <laughs> well you've watched it like nine million times so yeah, like... I've, I've seen it a lot of times I, I like this I think this film needs a remake if I'm being honest let's see if we did a remake okay in comparison to what we saw from 1980 if we did a remake I oh god that's got my wheels turning that's got my <laughs> train engine going because I'm thinking like who could be the lead who could be this person and I'm going to have to message you because like, I literally can think of shit. Like I'm think thinking of it straight away. The magicians would have to be Penn and Teller. <laughs> Cause Penn and Teller on a train in this scenario would be amazing. I agree. I agree because you can't have Copperfield because it's like, right. come on. Like, no, we like, I, is he alive? I don't know. I hope he yeah, is. He's still, he's still gay. He's still doing magic. I think he's still got a Vegas show. I'm supposed to go to Las Vegas next year. So we'll see how that happens. I've never been to Vegas and I'm super excited because like, uh, you know, it's only, it's not very far from me. Well, it is far as far as driving, but like get on a plane, you're there in a couple hours. I'm going to do it. I'm not getting on a train. 
<laughs> I, not... think, I think you should now. Trying to Vegas. Fuck that shit. <laughs> trying to Vegas to see Copperfield. <laughs> Let me tell you something about trains. Another PSA. If you get on a train, you're probably going to be molested because that's basically like everybody's horny. And I don't understand, like, is it the Christmas spirit that makes you horny? I don't know. I hate to say that word. That's really a gross word. But I am who I am. And I said what I said. And it's just really weird. I think that the whole point of this movie is that when you first watch it, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Or at least I did. This is the first watch for me. And I already knew that, okay, Kenny is going to take his revenge because he's not going to be in the hospital for very long. So he's going to take his revenge. He's going to come back and like, I mean, obviously, like y'all fucked his life up. And the crazy plot twist was that he was the fucking magician's assistant. (laughs) (laughs) What? But like, at the same time, I kind of fucking had an inkling. I was like, that motherfucker, that bitch looks like a dude. Yeah, I the, knew it. And for 1980, that was very, very forward thinking. That was forward thinking. And also, if you're not paying attention, like probably me, you know, uh, you and I do, you would just see it and you'd be like, okay, this is a girl, like whatever. But there's something, if you go back and think about it, really look at her face and you're like, that doesn't look right. There, there's something off-putting about her and the fact that she only kind of appears here and there. And so it kind of leads you to believe that like, okay, plot twist. All right, you guys, it was, it was fucking Kenny. I mean, at least he got to make out with Jamie Lee Curtis for like a hot second before he got thrown, thrown off the train. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So I'm apparently drunk and obviously because um, this Chardonnay I don't know how Mary drinks and shit. I'm going to ask her. I have not, not been this drunk off of a wine in like forever. Cause I usually drink red and red really sits with me. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like I'm good. But um, Scott, I have to say while we end this podcast, I absolutely am beyond grateful that you decided to come on and do this kind of like new year special with me. We're going to, you know, this is going to be my last episode for the month. And I wanted to kick it off with someone fun and, you know, like let's bring in 2022 the right way. Cause this fucking year can suck my dick. Actually. I said it. Yeah. This year's been shit. Yeah, it has. It's been shit. And I really am grateful for uh, connecting with people like you. And it's been a lot of fun. And I'm super grateful that you decided to come on. And so now I want you to whore yourself out kind of like Mo did. (laughs) You know, I want you to I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and also give a little bit of information about your podcast. Okay, well, I'm, I'm easy to find. I'm at You Run Podcast on pretty much every social media. Uh, YouRunPodcast.com, uh, where you can leave us a voicemail, and I'll play that on the air. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's quite good fun. Um, my show is a horror movie review show. Um, on Instagram, you get to pick the movies that I review each week. You get to give three word reviews. You you basically get to take over and tell me what to do, and mm-hmm. I do it sometimes really begrudgingly because sometimes you pick shit movies but i i still review them anyway um heather's coming back on the show this season as well so heather's back on end of january 
and you're coming on to do that girl is the devil week I'm so excited about that. Like I'm like, I'm telling you right now, actually, I'm not going to say what I wanted to say because it's really salty. And (laughs) so I will not say that on the podcast, but literally I'm so excited to come back on because it's going to be a fucking hell of a ride. It's going to be so much fun. That episode, the the movies that week are particularly good and whatever movie they pick, you and me are going to have fun with it. We can do any movie. That's the thing. Like we just did, we just did Terror Train. <laughs> we can nice. do anything. This is true. This is very true. I mean, I feel like me and Scott are like, you do your podcast differently than I do mine. I get that. You basically let the listeners choose your movie. You let them run the podcast. Yes, you actually run the podcast, but they initially pick all the content for you to talk about. And that puts a nice spin on a podcast because honestly, there are no other podcasts like yours. Because if I listen to a lot, as you know, and I'm sure you fucking have to listen, you listen to a lot. Yeah. Right. Because you feel in, like, I don't want to say inclined because I'm not being disrespectful to anybody, but as people that have families and are married or and have kids and stuff, you get busy. It's hard to listen to all these podcasts. But I'll be honest with you, most podcasts are just a discussion of the movies, which that's what mine is. Um, You do something that is like above that. You go in and you're like, all right, you guys, I want you to pick the movie. I want you to pick the content. And it's just up to me to come up like I just talk about it, but you guys run it. And that has always been like, I've literally listened to every one of your episodes. I'm not even going to lie because I don't lie. Sometimes maybe I do, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally I have, I've listened to every single recorded episode that you have, even on a couple of movies that I was like, oh, okay, it's not my favorite movie, but I don't care because I like the style that you do. I like the way that you basically give this off to the people in order for them to have their say so. Like maybe somebody's shy to do podcasting. Maybe yeah. somebody's like, I don't really want to record my voice or I don't like the way it sounds. Honey, let me tell you all something right now. If you want to do a podcast, fucking do it. Yeah, 100%. It it doesn't matter what you sound like because I promise you, I had the same qualms about that. I'm like, okay, you're talking to, I've, I've got Scott here in the UK and you've got me in Louisiana. And guess what? We vibe. We're totally cool with each other. And that's the thing. I was so nervous about putting my first episode out because I was like, I sound ridiculous. And you know what's so crazy is that most of my listens come from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane that like I have more people from the UK than I do the States listen to me. That's crazy. Uh, most of my listens are from the States. Yeah, but it's opposite. It's opposite day. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it's all good. Again, like I love your podcast. I love what you do with it. I'm glad that I get to be a part of it. When you ask me, like always down to do any kind of collaborations with you. Um, I feel like your podcast has just exceeded. It's not exceeded yet. You're not even close to being as great as you're going to be. You are just keep, you keep enhancing every fucking season. Thank you. It's like you started. And now you're like, 
dude, I'm jealous. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> he'd be doing a fucking quiz. And like, I can't wait to take that quiz. Fuck you. I'm a lose. <laughs> I don't care. Well, on the episode that's out next week, mm-hmm. I take the quiz on. Oh my God. I cannot wait. And that, that is an experience. It's so hard. It, this it, is the, yeah. It's so it's hard. hard. It is. This is the thing. No matter how much you guys, before we close out, no matter how much, you know, how many horror movies you watch. Okay. I get that. You think that you know everything. And you think that like, okay, if somebody asks me like common movie trivia, I'll get it. It doesn't work that way on Scott's podcast. (laughs) This is shit so random that you literally have to have like looked up all these random facts without knowing that Scott was going to ask you these questions. And look, I didn't do fantastic on your other quiz. I didn't do last place, but I was like, I could have done better. And then it was, the, that was the crazy thing. It was like, I'm supposed to be a horror person. And people think that like, I don't know anything, but like your questions are hard, makes it fun, makes it entertaining. But, uh, you know, I'm drunk. Like you see my wine. I don't think I have any more. Wait a minute. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, I do. Watch. You hear that? <laughs> That's my last bit. <laughs> Look, a whole bottle. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. So as you guys, you know, as I close this out, I, again, I'm grateful for Scott. I'm grateful for anybody that joins my podcast. December is my month of guest. So I have Scott. I have some other guests coming on and I'm super excited about these ladies as well. But uh, Scott told you where you can find him. You can find me on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror. Don't split it up. If you split it up, you're not going to find me. Put it all to smash it together, okay? Smash it. And also, I would give my shout out for Facebook, but uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking hate Facebook. I fucking hate <laughs> it. So do I. <laughs> right? I, I'm telling you right now, like, I get more views, more interactions with Instagram. So that's why I always say, follow me on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror. You can listen to me on most major podcast platforms. Uh, same as Scott, like we're on Spotify. Most of my listens come from Spotify. And you guys, this is it. This is the end. And I want you guys to remember to stay boozy and always stay spooky. Mm-hmm.